0: All right. Uh, It is Saturday, February 12th, one day before the Super Bowl. Uh, Welcome to the new podcast called Waiver Wire. Uh, I am your host, Matt, along with my co-host, JB. Um, And this is the beginning of hopefully a great series uh, of a podcast with just average guys talking about fantasy football um, and, you know, hoping to help you along the way. So uh, this is just a a brand new podcast. Um, Obviously, the season isn't starting yet and it's far away. Um, We still have to finish this season. Um, But we want to start off with just a few episodes to get the podcast up and running. Um, But, you know, a quick little um, introduction to our podcast. What we want to do is focus on just quick 15 to 16 minute podcasts that you can turn on Sunday morning um, before kickoff and just provide some some type of uh, fantasy football advice from people who, um, you know, kind of spend hours on end playing fantasy football with, um, you know, sort of nothing to show for it other than uh, losing seasons every single year. So JB, you got anything to add?
1: Uh, Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully, you know, just by talking through some things, you know, we can uh, maybe figure some things out for ourselves, but yeah, I feel like the best way to do fantasy football is just to kind of like immerse yourself in it. Um, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different details you can, look at and make a decision based off of. And it's kind of a mess. So, you know, it's more luck than anything else, but hopefully we can kind of clear that mess a little bit and
0: make you more lucky. Absolutely. I think we can both agree to that. We, uh, With that being said, let's jump into some of the segments that we have for our podcast. Um, the first thing we want to do is talk about the playoffs. I, I was pretty shocked, JB. I don't know about you, but I, I definitely would not have predicted um Bengals Rams for sure if, if you had given me one guess I probably would have said Buccaneers for sure and then I I probably would have had to go with Chiefs over the Bills but the Bills would be a close one as well so definitely was not expecting the Bengals to come out of that side how about you
1: uh yeah similar thoughts on my side I thought like Buccaneers or maybe like the Packers on the NFC um you know Chiefs Bills on the AFC um Honestly, like more surprising to me than the actual Super Bowl matchup is how far the 49ers got. Um, you, you know, like uh, I don't think in the past however many years anyone can really say, oh, yeah, like Jimmy Garoppolo won us that game. Like he's not necessarily like one of the more dynamic QBs in the league. So I, I think like their defense really carried them and, you know, the other teams just kind of messed up down the line. Uh, the blocked punt against the Packers, Cowboys. Choking as they do. Um, of course. That was probably the surprise of the
0: playoffs for me. Have you seen um, the 49ers offensive coordinator? Well, I mean, I guess now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, no, I can't say that I have. You should, you should look up a picture of him. He looks like he played like Madden for, for like his entire life and he like decided he was going to coach football and somehow got the role. And now he's like a legendary coach because I swear to God, I mean, he didn't even play football. He went to, uh, he went to Yale university and he was in, he was in investment banking and he decided <laughs> that he like wanted to try or he just wasn't into investment banking or something. And so he def t- took his talents to football and now he's a head coach of the Miami Dolphins. So we'll see what happens with that.
1: Yeah, you're right. I'm looking enough for it now. Like, yeah, I would not peg him as a football guy. That's fine. <laughs> That's pretty not good. Not at
0: all. Yeah. Not at all, which is extremely surprising. So, uh, so, we'll see what happens with the Dolphins. And um, so, I guess just one last thing we'll hit on then with the Super Bowl is how do we think the game is going to go? And uh, we'll each make a prediction of the MVP, um, what player we think is going to score the first touchdown and then the final score. So, if you would like to go first, you can take the lead.
1: I think this is going to be a lot lower scoring than people might think. Um, I know, like, you know, you have T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon on one side, you have, you know, Cooper Cup, who's obviously been like insane. I, I think it'll be like kind of a defensive battle. Um, you know, the Bengals the, on one end, they held Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs scoreless uh, in the second half. And that's how they are in the Super Bowl right now. That didn't happen. They, it's probably uh, Chiefs Rams. On the other side, you know, you got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey all on the same defense. Uh, you know, Bengals gave up nine sacks in the divisional round to the Titans. Oh, yes. And like, it's got to be a little worrisome for them. Um, so yeah, I I think it'll be a little bit more of a a chess match defensively. Um, uh, you know, I I think I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I think whoever wins the QB of that team is probably going to be the MVP. Um, you know, I, I think if someone shuts down Cooper cup, I think that might be more, you know, deserving of the MVP, but, uh, I think it'll, yeah, it'll either be Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford. That's just kind of the, the way it goes. Uh, final score. Uh, so I looked up the over under It's 48 and a half. I'm definitely okay. going under. Okay. I don't think it'll be at, at least at the moment right now, it's 48 and a half. Um, I know that usually changes, but yeah, I'm going under, I think 17, 16. I think the Bengals might eke it out. Uh, I think Evan McPherson's going to, you know, Keep, keep making those game-winning field goals. So. <laughs> I think safest bet is Cooper Cup. He gets targeted yeah. like 15 times a game. Of course. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think that might be uh,
0: probably the best bet. How about you? So, um, I do agree with you. However, I think it's going to be a decent scoring game. It, it might not get to the exact under, and I, I would take the under as well. But I feel like it's going to get extremely close. Um, you know, I, I definitely both defenses are are pretty good. Um, and I and I definitely am pulling for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl because this would make it the second year in a row that the Chicago Bears have beaten the Super Bowl champion. Uh, we beat the Buccaneers last year when Tom Brady forgot uh what down it was. Um, and so you know, eking that out and getting that confidence going next season for my Chicago Bears would be quite lovely. So I hope the Bengals do well. Um But I don't think it's going to go that way for them. Uh, I think they're going to make it close for probably a couple quarters, and then then the Rams are just going to kind of run away with it. So for a score, I would go – let's do 24 Rams and then probably 14 Bengals, I think. So 24 Rams, 14 Bengals. I don't think that the Bengals are even going to end up hitting a single field goal. Um, Sorry to McPherson there for you. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, if I were to go for a player scoring the first touchdown, though, I'm going to go with kind of a sleeper here and go with the tight end of the Bengals. I think his name is uh, C.J. Uzma or something like that. He was hurt or there. U- Uzama. Is he, is he playing, though? Um, I, playing. I mean,
1: yeah, that's that's been, uh, I it's been a lot of time.
0: But, yeah, I would go with C.J. Uzma. I think he's playing. And if he is playing, yeah, it says that he's expected to play. Okay, So you know what? I'm going to go with him scoring a sleeper touchdown from like five yards out, quick throw from Joe Burrow. He gets in the end zone. It's like our first quick little touchdown there. So I'll keep that one and we'll see what happens. And then, uh, yeah. And then MVP, I think I'm going to give it to Matt Stafford because I think, like you said, quarterback is always going to win it unless someone does something crazy. So even, even if Cooper Cup were to go for 160 and 10 catches, I think Matt Stafford would probably win that there.
1: One thing I wanted to bring up here. Have you seen the the Simpsons thing? The is there did they try to guess the Super Bowl? No, it's like you know like how the Simpsons go like uh there's always some like you know old episode where they predict things that actually happen in real life. Sure. There's sure, literally sure. an episode um where like you know they they're doing a Super Bowl and it's Cincinnati versus LA uh and it's Cincinnati 34 LA 31.
0: You know, at this point, I'm a firm believer in the fact that there is just so many Simpson episodes that probably every single thing has happened. But how would you hate to be that guy that like has to go rewatch like Simpson episodes like an expert that's like, oh, I remember this one time that this thing happened in the future from the Simpsons.
1: I mean, yeah, this is from 2005. This episode was season 16, episode eight. So yeah, but I mean, like, what are the odds that this is going to be the actual score? You know, Bengals. Oh, they men, would, 34,
0: if that 31. does end up end up being the score, then I literally will bow down to the Simpsons writers as being like, you know, overlord humans that that are from the future and know what's going on right now. So with that, uh, Simpsons prediction being the final prediction, why don't we jump into the uh, the meat of our topic today and kind of talk about our league history, um, and then we'll sort of wrap it up with where we want to go from here. Um, but you know, I, I kind of wanted to get into how our league was started. Um, you know, what are some of the rules that we do? Um, the community that we, we kind of have with the other people playing, um, as well as just kind of setting up, uh, you know, our thought process going into the um, next season.
1: Yeah. So, with the league being started, uh, you know, we, we all kind of met in college, um, and we had the kind of the year to year setup for fantasy football. Um, the redraft league is, I think, the term for it. Um, and, you know, as, as college kind of winded down and, you know, we were all going to go our, our separate ways, uh, wanted to do something that, you know, kind of brought us together, kept us together. Um, and you know, was a little bit more involved fantasy football wise. So we shifted to, um, a keeper league. And, uh, so right now we use the sleeper app. We have a four, uh, person or four player keeper league. So you get to keep four players. Um, from one year to the next, um, it's six people that make the playoffs. So, you know, four people play for the toilet bowl and, you know, last place has to do a punishment that the league decides. Um, and yeah, the last two uh, years, I, it's been interesting how the playoffs have worked. You know, there's been the, I think the past two years, but there's been like two clear cut favorites. I know like first year is you do it and Dosi. And then, uh, you know, Evan came out of nowhere and won the league. And then this last season, um, I would say again, it was, uh, you know, you and I were the top two seeds and then Dosi came and ended up winning and he had more of a hot streak going in. Um, so that wasn't like as far fetched of a, of an outcome as, as Evan, but.
0: Yeah, so I have the uh, the stats pulled up right here of our our kind of overall stats. Because one of the fun things about this league um, is that year to year, it keeps all of our stats together. Um, so we can kind of see how we do all time. Um, so after two years, I lead the league with record. I'm 20-7, and seven, so I have a 70, 74% win percentage in the regular season. And I outscore um, the entire league in points for by over 100 and, 140 um, to the next guy. So like definitely, definitely thought that I deserve some type of uh, championship or deep run, but I haven't even made the championship yet. Actually, I don't even think I've won a single playoff game yet in the playoffs. Um, the first season, I somehow snuck in uh, with a um, first round against Evan, um, Evan being the first year champion, and he beat me by uh, two points. And then I proceeded to score, I think I had Alvin Kamara that year, so I proceeded to score more points than the entire league the next two weeks and would have won the championship, so lost that one by two points. The next year, I, uh, I made the playoffs as well with the best record in the league, um, and I had one bye, so I didn't even have a playoff game. And then the next game, I played uh, Stove, and Stove, he beat me by, I think it was a, a single point. Um, and so that one really hurt. And then again, I scored quite a bit of points and probably would have won the, uh, championship again, had I not lost that one. So I have lost the uh, championship now by a cumulative of three and a half points. So definitely some shockers winning, although, um, Matt Dosi winning the second year, um, not as much of a shocker. Um, he went, he's overall 18 and nine 66 win percentage. And he, that's good enough for second place all time in the league. Um, he's also the second place in points four as well, so definitely deserving for him. I was happy to see him win, um, but the one I wasn't happy to see win was Evan. Evan currently is ranked eight out of ten, with a forty percent win percentage at eleven and sixteen. And I swear, the team that this guy scrapped together to win the championship might have been the worst team of all time. It was like when the Mavericks took on the Heat, and they just absolutely kind of shocked the world and beat them. I mean, it, it's definitely, definitely a good story for uh, people that don't really set their lineups that often. Um, but, you know, crazy, crazy things in the first season. Stefan
1: Diggs was his, uh, his dirt then. I mean, he, yep yeah, he didn't have the greatest lineup. He, he went into the playoffs with, uh, it was a losing record. I want to say he was like maybe six wins, eight losses. Um, and then, yeah, Stefan Diggs just caught on fire down the stretch and, you know no one necessarily had a great week against Evan, so uh, you know, Digg's getting 20, 30. That was huge. And yeah, he just eked his <laughs> away. It was kind of funny.
0: I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the records right now from last season. So Evan went five and eight to make the playoffs and he played my, my nine and four number two seed. Let's kind of talk about a little bit of what we think next season's going to go, whose teams are looking good. Um, the keepers and everything that's going on I for one will say that I'm a little scared with Alvin Kamara Uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep him now or or not we'll see what happens with his uh, um, bar fight that he got into Um, but you know pending pending that pending a suspension I'll probably be keeping Alvin Kamara Uh, I think I'm all also thinking about keeping Devontae Adams uh, as well as Deontay Johnson if he could hold on to the ball um, which I'm a little nervous about as well so you know we'll see if I keep him or if I don't and then The last one for me is certainly a toss up. Um, I have to choose between Michael Carter, up and coming rookie on the Jets. Obviously, we'll see if they can build their O-line and become, you know, a little bit of something. Um, I got DJ Moore. I don't know what he's going to do. I think he has one more year left at Carolina. So maybe I keep him and hope that he goes to a different team or, you know, gets traded to someone that's actually good. Or uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, the new best wide receiver of the Washington Commanders. (laughs)
1: Yeah, for me, uh, you know, I went heavy on the running backs this year. Um, I think three of my keepers from the first season were all running backs. So, yeah, like my, my, my strategy was I kind of tanked the first year. I was like really bad. Um, and I realized that fairly early on. So uh, I think Joe Mixon had like a really bad season. He was hurt. Uh, Austin Eckler got hurt. So I traded some of my best guys and some picks for those two kept him on injured reserve, kept him for the next season. And, and they went off this year. So, you know, my team had Joe Mixon, G Harris, um, I had Austin Eckler, I had Saquon and I was able to trade him for a lot of capital just before, like everyone kind of realized it wasn't really going anywhere with his season. Um, so, yeah, I I'm kind of in a bind for next season. Um, Cause I still have all these guys, you know, uh, and I only get four keepers, so you, you know you have your pick with all the running backs there. But I also have a f- few wild cards. I have rookie Devonta Smith. I mean, he could go crazy next year uh, if they actually decide to pass him the ball more. Kyle Pitts, tight end rookie. You know, had a one of the best rookie seasons um, fantasy wise. It wasn't. It didn't necessarily line up with that or or the hype before the season. But again, kind of a guy who would like no surprise whatsoever if he were to go off next season. Uh, so, yeah, I i am going to wait it out. Usually there's an injury or two. Usually something happens. Um, so I, I'm going to be a last minute uh, decider for for my
0: keepers, I would say. I, um, do. I mean, you never you never know, because your star player could knock somebody out in a Vegas bar and then you'll be, you know, <laughs> you'll be looking up his defense trial and hoping that the uh, the, the attorney comes through.
1: Yeah, I'm a little worried about Hunter Renfro as a wild card. You know, Raiders have a uh, bad history recently with DUIs, <laughs> so um, that might figure itself out. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see to see what what all happens this off season and and you know who I end up keeping. Um, re- real quick before, so like you know we've gone through the season, uh, we've gone through the last two years. and uh for the most part like you've been top of the league two years dosi's been i think the one seed and now the three seeds so he's been top of the league for the last two years uh, starting out you know it's i feel like there might be a lot of um mixed records i guess so like i i sucked the first year but i was able to become the number two seed in the league the next year. Um, As the years go on here, do you think that it'll be harder to make those big jumps or do you think the four keepers will balance it out?
0: I think the four keepers definitely balance it out because, I mean, as you can see that there's always years that you keep somebody and then they absolutely just kind of crap the bed or they get hurt um, and, and they can't perform. Um, or, you know, like what you did, or you kind of, you know, you have, you had such a stacked team this year, but uh, you kind of screwed yourself over a little bit with the picks. Cause I mean, I think your first pick this year is what, I mean, it's like the sixth or seventh round to start. Yeah. So Um,
1: I went all in this year on the playoffs. I traded for some guys. Uh, I have no picks in the first five rounds, um, for next year's draft. So yeah, that's, that's tough.
0: Absolutely tough to be able to build some type of dynasty team with, uh, with that lost amount of picks, but I mean, you know, going for a a championship is definitely very admirable. I mean, I think, uh, I think about that trophy daily. We have, it's about like a a three foot uh, tall trophy that's massive and you get your name placked on it and you get it sent to you. So all I want is that for my office, um, you know, to kind of keep and keep behind me and all my zooms, but uh, I have not won it the past two years. So, um, you know, maybe it's the lust that I have for the trophy that's holding me back. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, kind of going on about the, um, the sort of balance of the league, I think that it can easily, you know, change every single year. Um, you can always add and drop guys on the waiver wire. And if you're paying attention to fantasy advice, fantasy news, um, and you're actually someone who's kind of devoted to it, I think you can make a change. Um, but, you know, the people who are sort of setting their lineup with, you know, 10 minutes to go on a Sunday, maybe not. It might be harder for them. Um, especially, you know, just kind of getting screwed with some of the guys that they have to keep if they're not good. Um, I think Trey's got to try to keep, like, like the third string wide receiver of the Jaguars or something like that. So I don't think he's in a good spot right now, but we'll see if he can turn the season around next year, Um, you know, maybe in the draft or maybe adding dropping people. But, I mean, as we've seen, you know, kind of with Evan making a deep run, anything can happen once you make the playoffs. So if you get in uh, as one of those six people, then, I mean, honestly, the world's your oyster at that point.
1: So you mentioned something about uh, like listening to football advice and everything. And I think that's where we would come in. It, it, there's, you know, a lot of like top of the line, well listened to fantasy football podcast with lots of followers. And to a certain extent, if you're listening to that, every, most people in your league, if it's, if everyone's taking the league, you know, seriously are probably listening to that same podcast, getting the same advice. And so you start to see that on like waiver wires and maybe trade targets and everything. And I think that's where we come in because, you know, obviously we're just starting a podcast. We don't have a whole lot of followers. So yeah, I think uh, we can offer a fresh perspective that um, maybe gives you a one up on on some of those people listening to the more popular uh, podcasts and shows and and advice out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, everything is sort of blocked now between or behind paywalls, or you got to click into tons of different things. Um, And all all we want to do is give you, you know, 15 minutes of good advice and, you know, some entertainment as well, Um, you know, quick interviews and things like that, uh, where you can just kind of enjoy, sit back, relax, listen to it, maybe learn a thing or two every single week, Um, maybe help set, you know, one person in your lineup, you know, the the main thing we want to do is keep this short and simple, Um, something easy that you can just put on for 15 minutes, Um, you can speed it up if you want, be able to listen to it as quick as possible, Um, get that information, have a little fun with us, uh, and then go about your day. Um, so with that, uh, thank you guys for listening to our first episode. Um, stay tuned because we're going to have a few more special episodes be- uh, before the season comes up. Um, so the next one that we're kind of planning is talking about the new head coaches, new offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators in the league, um, where they're at now and sort of how that affects your fantasy, uh, your fantasy team or your fantasy season coming up. Some of the guys that are on those teams might have a little bit of a boost and some might kind of have some dud seasons next year based on uh, their new coaches. Um, The other thing we're going to touch on quickly is some of the retirements. I mean, we've obviously had one of the biggest retirements. I would probably say the biggest retirement in all time, uh, Tom Brady, the GOAT, retiring from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to shake up a lot of things, especially in that division and that league, and especially the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I look forward to that, um, and I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Let's go, Bengals. Go, Bengals. (laughs) All right. See you guys later.